We've all heard stories about the Mercury retrogrades. This is the astrological, I hate to say myth, and you'll see why shortly. This is the astrological condition uh, where a planet appears to be going backwards to the observer on Earth. Now, as you know, planets do not go backwards. They don't stop in their orbits. They continue you know, doing what they do. So uh, the concept of a quote-unquote retrograde is impossible. It's just a question of what it looks like in the heavens. So I'm a little reluctant to endorse uh, the concept, but at the same time, I had an experience with the most recent Mercury retrograde that is mind-blowing. So we're going to talk about being incommunicado in the desert in podcast 1085-1085, the Bob Davis Podcasts. If you're in Minneapolis and St. Paul, you know the weather situation and you know what happens when you get frozen pipes. And you don't want frozen pipes. This is the time of the year where you get the deep freezes. And when we say deep freeze anywhere else in the United States, people think, oh, 25 10, 18, no, we're talking 40 below, 20 below, real temperatures. And that's when you get into the situation where you have frozen pipes. So if you're if you're facing that kind of a situation, then you want to think about Ryan Plumbing and Heating of St. Paul for home or business. When it comes to keeping all of your systems running right, whether it is uh, business or home, first of all, if you have been in a house that has pipes burst, you don't want to see that, first of all. Second of all, if you have one of these situations where you have frozen pipes in one particular part of your house or whatever, you want to get somebody that knows what they're doing to deal with that. In addition, Ryan is also, especially in St. Paul, updating these systems in older homes because a lot of those toilets and other plumbing were designed over 100 years ago. So getting that stuff updated will save you a lot of money. So if you want more info, call Ryan Plumbing and Heating in St. Paul, 651-224-4771 or Minneapolis, 612-927-6488. They've been in business for five generations, 70 years right there in St. Paul on University Avenue. Quality replacement and repair of all plumbing, heating, and air conditioning systems, residential and business, Ryan Plumbing and Heating. Check them out online at ryanplumbing.com or click on their banner at the top of the page of the thebobdavispodcast.com. We all have issues out here with communications. You know, it's a common one of the one of the common conversations that's had around campfires is uh, communication. Around the campfire, we often talk about communications issues. the The two big topics are toilets and uh, and batteries. And right behind that uh, is the third topic, which is communications. You know, do you have Starlink? What's that antenna on top of your truck? What's that for? Do you do this? Uh, so forth. And in Quartzsite, when you get so many people in such a little place, you know, normally there's something like 1,200 to 1,500 permanent residents of Quartzsite in the winter that can really balloon. And it is really ballooning now because so many people are here. It slows down. Uh, all of the connections because these towers are overtaxed because they don't they're not built for this many people they're built for a smaller uh, footprint in terms of people 
So we always deal with, with communications issues uh, out here in courtside during the season, which is, uh, you know, September till April. After the big RV show, things start calming down. But my problem this week was uh, this last, actually it lasted almost three weeks, was much worse. <laughs> so let me tell you the story. And then we'll talk about what it's like to be literally shut out of almost any communications. I had a uh, an Apple uh, Max 10 or 10 Max, and I used it for many, many years. Right after I got it, I was having dinner with, with uh, my friend Jenna and her friend, uh, yoga students and teachers, and we were at this sushi place in uh, right at the edge of in Minneapolis right at the edge of the St. Louis Park border and when we came out I had this ski jacket that it was in late November or something I had this ski jacket and I slipped it on and when I did the phone was actually in this like breast pocket of this ski jacket it flew out I'd had it a week and crashed down onto the pavement and I had a case and it still cracked the screen. So from a week, I had a cracked screen. Uh, how depressing and disappointing, but I never got the screen fixed. And as time went on, it got more and more and more cracked. Now I had that protective thing on the phone, but this phone, uh, and, and I'll, the picture will be you know in the cover art for this podcast and also on Facebook and so forth. You wanna see what this phone <laughs> looks like. But it got to the point where the phone, as I referred to it, it had dementia. It would go on, I'd be on Instagram and it would like pages and things and it would just, it would be doing things because what would happen is that screen got all shattered and so when you press down to access features, sometimes it would work, you'd have to press again and again and again and then that screen kept sort of being depressed after long after you changed it and it would it would cause all kinds of problems and it got real bad and i thought in november i got a call i have at&t business i got to call my my business guy easy and get myself a new phone but i'll do it next week i'll do it tomorrow i didn't want to spend the money i didn't and it's you know you can either buy the phone or you can you know spend whatever you spend per month uh, added to your phone bill and no I don't want to get a bunch of email about what I'm supposed to do or what I should do because I don't care uh, you know uh, this is how I do it for the time being and I got a pretty good deal with uh, easy so it's all good and and I sent him an email and said hey I think I'm uh, eligible for a new phone and his reply was you know let me know and we'll hook you up when when it's time so this was in late October, early November, and I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll get one, and maybe I'll, but let me, I, I can go another, I can go probably a little bit longer with this phone. And I kept pushing out the commitment to get it, getting a new phone, because frankly, I didn't want to spend the money. And the, I noticed, this is my funny way of saying that I basically ended this phone's life as we know it. I figured out, I got so frustrated with it, with it doing, going in and doing these features and accessing features that I didn't access or, and then not being able to actually access the features and taking crappy, I couldn't take pictures because they were, the, the thing was just a mess. It was, it's really not good. <laughs> and 
finally I thought, I figured out that when it would start getting wacky, if I slammed it down on the counter lightly, it would it would regain its senses for a brief period of time and I could do whatever I was doing. And then I slammed it down a little hard and it, so when I picked it up, there was a big white, very bright strip with a red line down the middle. And I knew that I had permanently disabled my phone. And what's funny is I could see the features, but I wasn't able to access them because of that white strip. You couldn't you couldn't access the features on the phone. So at that point, it was time to get a new phone. So this is where it gets crazy. So out here in the desert, the access that you have for your computer is your hotspot on your phone. Notwithstanding that, if you can't use the phone to create a hotspot, you could probably use a friend's hotspot, but I don't like doing that because it's kind of an imposition. Or you can go into town to uh, the wife to uh, the uh, pilot truck stop, and it's also McDonald's, so you have two choices: you can use Pilot's free Wi-Fi, or you can use the McDonald's free Wi-Fi. Or you can go to the public library, which uh, has free Wi-Fi as well, and that one you don't have to sign into. And that's what a lot of people do. They just go into town and use the Wi-Fi at one or two of these locations. So as soon as the phone died, I was then relegated to having to go into town and sit in the in the pilot parking lot and uh, access my email and other things using Wi-Fi, which I used to do a lot. This is before I actually used hotspots and had other devices. I used to use free Wi-Fi all the time. And it's it's really frustrating and problematic because it doesn't work very well, especially, I mean, it's free. What do you want? And you get kicked off or you get booted off or if there's a lot of people on, it, you're on and off and it's it's not optimal for doing business. Let's just put it to you that way. Even when you're uploading something fast. So you get in, you're just going to get in real quick and upload a podcast, let's say, or up, upload some video or whatever you do. And you, you can't do it because you keep getting bumped off because there's too many people using it. So I was able to get in, get uh, an email out to EZ. He went to work and emailed me back right away and said, I can get you a, I can get you a phone. And I ordered, you know, uh, I, I like the larger iPhone. So I got a big uh, 14 Pro Max I'm pretty excited about. These new phones, as you people, many people who use phones a lot and are aware of how technology works, these new phones do not have SIM cards. So what you do when you get your new phone, you take it out of the box, you turn it on, and you, uh, you sync the two devices using the old phone and uh, Bluetooth or, or uh, whatever other options you have. But that is predicated on having an old phone that actually uh, is the access, the features are accessible off of the screen. So when I got my new phone, I could not access the old phone at all because while the old phone worked and came up when I, when I went to access uh, Bluetooth, I could not access the features to actually turn things on and off to make the tra the data transfer work. So now I'm in a quandary because I have no hotspot. 
I can't go to the pilot or the library or the McDonald's because those uh, Wi-Fi uh, all are, are served up through a page. So they have free Wi-Fi. You click on the Wi-Fi link and then it brings up a website and that is how you connect. You can't do that with a phone and you certainly can't do that with a phone that's being set up for the first time. So then I went on sort of a frantic search for some place that had Wi-Fi. I ended up at my friends at Woodstock Wood, who are great. Uh, Noel and Gina and Zachary and Zachary hooked me up on their Wi-Fi and said, okay, you're on our Wi-Fi, so now you can do what you need to do. And I was able to set the phone up sitting there at the Wood place. And I really, really appreciated it, you guys, to, uh, to at least build up some features so I could use the, the other phone. And, I, and that's what I've done. So that's the story. It was kind of stupid to crack up the old phone, and I still uh, have to go that extra step because I don't know about you, but I have a lot of different iCloud accounts and different things that I don't even know. So I can't access all my messages or my contacts on the new phone until I go to an Apple store. So maybe I can get some help with, maybe they can clone it and bring it up on a, a computer screen, access the features, and complete this uh this syncing, I don't know, but I do have the old phone and it does still work. It's just you can't access the features. But in the second half of this podcast, I want to talk about the, the best part of this, which is being without communications in a place where there there is no other option beside besides your device. That's all you have. You don't go home and get your iPad. You don't, actually, I should have an iPad just in case. You don't you can't access it on your computer. You can't go next door and use your friend's phone or whatever. You're basically on your own. And that was, that was really difficult. It was, I, it was a really difficult experience, which I'm sorry to say, because I shouldn't, I should know better. We're going to talk about that in the second half of this podcast. Well, I know people have been making contributions to the Bob Davis podcast, supporting what I do. I really appreciate that. You can do it through the PayPal window at thebobdavispodcast.com. You just go to the page. You look for the picture of Mobile Podcast Command. Underneath that, you'll see a little yellow donate button. takes you to PayPal, and then you can go from there. You can set up a monthly donation or donate a one-time thing, and I uh, really appreciate that from everyone. It also helps for people to subscribe to the Bob Davis Podcast at iTunes. That helps the feeds. Uh, one of the things I've determined that really helps is subscribing. You can get the Bob Davis podcast at Google Podcasts uh, and Spotify and other sources out there on the internet. And thanks again for listening to the Bob Davis podcasts. I kept thinking, well, this isn't going to be, it'll be 24 hours. And the fact is when, when you're, and I hate to say this because considering how I opened the podcast when you're in the middle of a mercury retrograde and you have a problem, you're not going to get it solved very easily, very quickly. You're going to have to stay with it because there's going to be lots of twists and turns and things are going to go wrong. And I know people scoff at this because I do. And then you go through one of these things and you either go, is mercury retrograde? Or you go, uh, and why do I say that? Well, the whole astrological myth is that Mercury retrogrades uh, cause all kinds of problems with contracts and technical devices and mechanical devices and so on. So if you're having all these problems suddenly, then you should look and see if Mercury is in retrograde. You can test it and you can test it yourself. I knew when the phone went down, I, I, I was like, damn it. 
and so I knew it was gonna it was gonna take me a long time to get everything squared away but it took a lot longer than I thought it was gonna take because there's hoops you have to go through and again I'm having to use the Wi-Fi at the pilot or the McDonald's or the library so that means I have to drive into town and I have to sit in the parking lot and I have to do this whole procedure on my computer being bumped off here and there uh, and having access problems all along and it became extremely frustrating I did not lose my temper I did at one point because uh, easy was like you have to confirm this and this is so what would happen is I'd send him some emails and then I'd leave because I don't want to sit in the parking lot because there's a bunch of these uh, I don't know what they call them travelers these kids that uh, and they're not kids but they they beg and they get into st there's these are not these days uh, in courtside at this time with everyone here you get a lot of um, people that are uh, begging you get a lot of street begging and uh, panhandling and things like that and they hang around the pilot and they're I guess they're okay but somebody tagged my truck so I had a little graffiti on my truck I had to get rid of and it wasn't a pleasant experience that part of it but I would have to drive into town to respond to email or get email because I'm out here in the desert and you know I it was really in a quandary finally I got my friend to let me use his hotspot so I could do some other things and finally get this squared away and uh, I, I think I sent an email to easy at one point that said uh, hey you're gonna have to I can't this is rapidly developing into an emergency I have no communications I have to drive into town to access email you, uh, you know you're gonna have to do what you have to do <laughs> to get me this phone and when I went back the next day and got the email or when I got on the hotspot uh, and got the uh, email he said I already took care of it it's on its way so I bitch and moan a lot about AT&T which is my provider but I will say if you if you have a business you know the business element of AT&T is very good and easy is amazing uh, and and if anybody wants his uh, his number you know send me an email I'll send you his contact information because he takes care of stuff and he knows that he, he understands what people are going through and uh, and I really really appreciated what he did but I'm a little concerned to be quite honest with you uh, of how dependent I've become on the phone and I think part of it is when I was living back in the world I had a TV set like everybody and of course I I would watch TV shows I'd watch uh, HBO you know I had uh, an Amazon subscription and an HBO subscription and and all of that and I would sit in front of my TV and watch shows usually till late into the night and that was my entertainment and I really enjoyed doing that once I became a nomad I don't do I don't do the whole luxury uh, travel thing some people have generators and all this other stuff that I've talked about and they have big screen TVs in their vehicles every time you go look at one of these new RVs they've got three or four big screen TVs and you know those those suck a lot of power to begin with secondly you're gonna sit in your RV when you're here in the desert or you're in Grand Canyon or you're at Lassen or this incredible National Park or, or, or something on your bucket list that you're that you're ticking off and you're gonna watch television you know I, I at least I can sit outside and look at my phone so yeah the dependence on the device worries me a little bit but just so people know this is what I do now so I don't have I don't have I know I can watch shows on my phone I really don't want to do that because you got to hold the phone up 
and I don't have an iPad, and I'm not going to sit and watch them on my computer because you got to run the computer, which means you're going to use power. And no matter how much solar you have, you can run the batteries down because you're running the inverter, watching some stupid show. And I'm not going to do that. I haven't watched. There's a ton of stuff I haven't watched. I haven't watched any Yellowstone. haven't watched news shows people keep talking about. And I'm not going to say that I miss them because I just don't know. It, we become very dependent on these media things that we do. And I think that's a very interesting thing. And I, I didn't realize how dependent I was because what I do is I just watch YouTube. And YouTube has obviously millions of different options and choices of things to watch and things to sometimes lecture, sometimes stupid things. Lately, I've been watching a lot of these busking videos of people who are playing in the subways and, and so forth. That's a lot of fun. So I go in, in sort of uh, trends of things that I'm on YouTube, spending a lot of time on YouTube, a lot and or instagram not so much facebook i don't like social media so so and i know youtube is a form of social media but there's a lot of time spent on the phone and a lot of time spent with youtube particularly when i lay down and i get ready to go to bed so i'm laying there and then i have nothing to do so then i'm using the phone and especially late at night you get better you get better reception so there's there's is it the word, the word latency there's less there's less latency i think that's the word it's faster without a device i was like a fish out of water and i i mean this went on for quite some time i didn't have a phone for about 10 days and it was i not just not having a phone listen to the sound of the wind because it's a windy day today that's what it was like there was there was I mean, people say you should read a book i don't have any room for books in here i'd love to have books in here but books take up a lot of space so no i i've got some cookbooks <laughs> don't want to read cookbooks so no books no phone can't use a computer because the computer operates on a hotspot. so with no phone no hotspot, i'm sitting in here and i'm literally by myself it was pretty excruciating and i some things occurred to me one of them is you get a lot of young people let's say uh, out doing the van life thing and you know this has been going on for a long time certainly rving has been a thing in this country since uh the national highway system was created and and certainly since the super you know interstates were created people uh, have been hauling trailers around and going to national parks and so forth for you know 50 60 70 years because it was, you know, it was a thing. You see, the USA was a thing in the 60s, and certainly trailer camping and getting out into the National Forest was a thing as soon as the national highway system was developed. I mean, the Kingsford Charcoal Company was started because one of Henry Ford's promotions was if you bought a, um, uh, a Model T, they also gave you a bag of charcoal because they figured you would take the Model T out and go camping. True story. His brother-in-law created. He his brother-in-law was the president of Kingsford Charcoal. So that's that's how Kingsford Charcoal came about. So that's how far back this sort of hey get out and and be in the country and live and and experience nature and travel has been in this country. It goes goes back quite a ways. And I'm talking about mechanized travel, not just riding around on horses or anything, but, you know, or being pioneers, but actually taking your car and hauling a trailer or having some kind of quote unquote camper has been. And I thought what occurred to me was 
what it was like in the late 60s when hippies first started doing van life when they were in their early 20s and late teens getting the old 1962 Ford uh, or international school buses with the curved backs or driving the 65 uh, Chevy uh, uh, van or the you know the first uh, Ford Econolines or the uh, the old Dodge vans and I, I I've talked a lot about uh, the big RVs Dodge made one called the Dodge 270 which is I'm obsessed with these days which is an amazing vehicle these days I mean not very fuel efficient things like that were around back in the late 60s but for the hippies that said we're going to go out and do this full time we're going to ride around in these vans and travel the country and we'll go surfing and we'll go camping and we'll do all this stuff because we're 23 years old and they did and a lot of them ended up out at big sur in california how did they communicate how did they because today van lifers nomads whatever you you develop a group group of friends a lot of us have group chats and uh, you can communicate back and forth with group chat hey we're going over here if you want to come over this is what we're doing or you have something like schoolie palooza which is going on and it's all people with school buses and you know they communicate using obviously modern communications devices back in the day how did they communicate well you know you had to you had places that you went i would assume that everybody knew about there used to be a general store uh and i think it's still there up the PCH from um, Big Sur, I think it was, it's a few miles up or down, depending on which way you're going, either toward LA or toward San Francisco, uh, from the Nepenthe restaurant on the PCH. There was this general store up there that kind of served as a mecca for the first hippies that went out to Big Sur. You, uh, you would write letters. I would imagine people wrote letters and got their mail forwarded from their parents' house or their brother's house or whatever and did the whole nomad thing without having Instagram, without having videos, without having anything except for maybe a, an old uh, Insta, Instagram camera from Kodak or some kind of, you know, you could buy them at grocery stores and, uh, and uh, drug stores, those little Instagram cameras from uh, Kodak or some other cheap camera that you loaded film into and then you sent the film off to get developed you know that's what people used then and i i remember sitting here on the floor of the truck one night thinking you know listening to the wind blow thinking you know here i am i have no you know i would have to without a cell phone you're incommunicado in the society you would have to rebuild uh, a, a certain type of analog communications and become efficient at using it there used to be back in the day there used to be and there still are you know bulletin boards in certain places you know the health food store or whatever and the bulletin board somebody might put a note up you know john and elise are on their way to big sur meet us at such and such a place at, at such and such a time maybe that's how they did it or they actually got had to stop and use pay phones and think of the challenge that would exist if you had a flat tire in the desert or something back in those days you didn't have a phone you had to wait for you know the kindness of strangers or you had to walk 30 miles into wherever land to get your tire or to get whatever you needed to get fixed fixed 
because and and especially in those days these vehicles were not as reliable as they are now you know you don't have the fact that this thing is still running at, it's a 2000 ford e450 the fact that this thing is still running after 23 years blows me away and there's older vehicles than this one out here there's i see you know late 70s ford tiogas i see uh you know, uh, early 80s Dodge vans and uh, and early 90s Dodge vans all over the place that are just, you know, chugging right along. So it's it was kind of uh, good. It was kind of instructive. You can't imagine how excited I was to have my phone back <laughs> and how disappointed I am that I still can't sync up all of my old contacts and passwords and everything else. So I'm still in communications hell, but at least I have my phone and Mercury is out of retrograde. Speaking of technology, got to mention BU Enterprises. If you go to beunterprises.com, you're going to see all of the features. When you go online, you go to the website. In the last podcast, I showed how easy it was to find the features and find the Tai Chi classes for nomads that I think uh, I don't really want to say because I don't have it in front of me right now. The computer's off. I don't need to restart and do, th I don't need to reset and restart while I'm trying to do a podcast. But BU Enterprises is on a mission to help people through technology like Zoom. They offer stretching, tai chi, vinyasa, as well as some basic exercises to help people who uh, need a little bit of exercise, a little stretching and breathing, get you back into your own body and help you cope, get you back on a copacetic level to be able to cope with the difficulties of life right now. And they are legion, as you know. So if you want more information, click on the banner at the top of the page of the BobDavisPodcast.com that says B-U Enterprises, B-E-Y-O-U.com, B-U Enterprises.com. And go to the site, look up all the stuff. If you're a nomad, they do offer a nomad Tai Chi class. All that information is right there. And uh, I'll keep you uh, informed about what's going on with uh, B-U as time goes forward. Well, I'm no longer incommunicado in the desert, but I did learn some important lessons from being so. And thanks for listening to Podcast 1085, uh, right? Yeah. Thanks for listening to Podcast 1085 for Bob Davis Podcasts. <gasps>